Welcome back, ladies and gents of the jury, to the Batman Universe Cause of Justice for Villain Wall, Episode 4, as we dissect, discuss, and deliberate two new villains today. Uh, and with me is the ever-consistent attorney at law, Dustin. Hello. And we've also got a new trainee lawyer with us as well. And this is Zach. See how these two get on today. Um, in case you haven't listened to one of these before, what we do is go through two particular Batman villains, and uh, we put them on a villain wall, and we have four categories for our villains. We've got Classic, B-List, Forgotten, and Gone, and Dustin and Zach are going to be arguing, going head-to-head, deciding where to place these particular villains on the wall. Uh, I should mention before we get started that we've decided not to... Uh, discuss Ra's al Ghul. Our two uh, lawyers here today have decided that Ra's al Ghul is a classic villain and uh, we don't think we could have put him anywhere else. So we've decided to go for someone a little bit more controversial. Um, So our first villain that we're going to be looking at today is uh, Film Freak. Zach, since you're, since this is your uh, villain wall debut, would you like to go first or second? Yes, honorable judge, I would like to go first. First of all, Zach, uh, where are you going to be placing Film Freak on the wall? I will be placing Film Freak in the forgotten category. Okay, Zach, take it away. Well, Film Freak first appeared way back in 1986 in Batman 395. He was created by the team of Doug Monick and Tom Mandrake. And since then, he has only made 11 other appearances. And three of those appearances have been in the main ser- Batman main series, and two in Detective Comics, and then seven appearances in the Catwoman series. So, so he has appeared within the last 10 years within uh, continuity. Uh, for all of these throwaway villain, villains that Batman has adopted over the years, Film Freak was given a valid characterization. Uh, his name is Burt Weston, which is a direct homage to Adam West and Burt Ward from the 1960s TV series, which I know our prestigious Judge Nick is so fond of. So That will get you bonus. So the character is an actor who basically wanted to play villains, and he never caught his his big break. So therefore he decides to stage his own death. And the great thing about his stage death is that he references the film, the sting, which starred Paul Newman and Robert Redford from 1973. So therefore the character is now given some sort of, uh, he's, he becomes more concrete and he, he eventually comes back and starts committing crimes that reference other films and the Gotham media gives him the title of Film Freak. And he believes that everything he is doing is based off... is He's reading from a script. Now, Batman does not know how to stop him. 
So therefore, Batman has to join forces with Harvey Bullock, who we learn is a huge movie fan, to bring him down. So the character threw one over the head of Batman, which is a pretty tough thing to do. Not too many characters do that. And then in Nightfall, unfortunately, the character is killed by Bane after the Mad Hatter mind takes control of him and sends him to spy on Bane. He is caught and killed. However, he returns in the Catwoman series and has a significant role in a six-issue run where he plays a TV talk show host. And also, he is responsible, along with Angleman, for kidnapping Selina's daughter, Helena. And eventually, his mind is wiped by Zatanna after she learns that he knows the identity of Catwoman. So his last appearance was in 2007. He has not really made any other media appearances. But the whole point is is that of all these very campy and gimmicky villains, Film Freak had an interesting backstory. He had an interesting motive. And the character is a lot of fun. And I I don't think he's gone because I think we will see him again. Okay, Zach, thank you very much for that. And uh, Dustin, now it's your first opportunity to... uh... Oh, firstly, Dustin, where are you going to be placing Film Freak on the wall? I will be placing Film Freak in the gone category. Okay, Dustin, please uh, take it away. All right, so my esteemed colleague uh, duly noted that Film Freak has only had 11 appearances. Uh, Let us count how many that is. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight... 9, 10, 11. That's it. That, that's all the appearances he's ever had. I can almost count it on two hands if I had one extra finger. Um, with that being said, can't imagine how much a character has a solid background and a solid story and cannot be possibly gone after it's only had 11 appearances inside the comic books. Um, on top of the that... Um, we've got to remember that, yes, okay, Film Freak did have an appearance within the last 10 years, but let us recall that Film Freak was killed during Nightfall, and then brought back somehow, and going by the name Edison. We don't even know if this was the same Film Freak originally, we just know that he was using the Film Freak, uh, name, and he was using the Film Freak moniker. So, using that, uh, you gotta think to yourself, hmm... He was gone. Someone decided, hey, I could do something with this. But the thing is, what was done with Film Freak during his run in Catwoman may have provided something significant for Catwoman, but at the same time, he was a very minor character in the overall storyline, and it really wasn't that great. Um, The fact that he uses other films to reenact is basically my thought process of he's he's grabbing at strings that don't exist. The fact that he has to use other pieces of pop culture to keep himself interesting is kind of sad. That's just me. Uh, if he can be killed once, he can be killed again. The fact that he has no media appearances means nobody really cares about this character. And if he can be killed once, I don't even think it's worth killing him again. He's definitely gone. Okay, Zach, you've got one chance now to uh, respond to Dustin's comments. Well, yes, he was killed. But as we know, we are in the DC Universe, and any character can be brought back to life. And many quirky Batman villains have returned. And yes, we do not know if this was the original film freak that appeared in Catwoman. But to say that he did not have some sort of significant role would 
what I think is underplaying the character, considering he he learned Selena's identity and he kidnapped her daughter. Yes, later eventually he is defeated, but most villains always are. I just I feel like he's too interesting of a character that that fans know who Film Freak is, whether they've even read an issue, a Batman issue or not, because he is a memorable villain just because of his 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 motive. So therefore, I, I think he can only be forgotten. Thank you. I, I didn't realize uh, saying the word trainee would have such an effect on you. but uh... it, it did. It really, <laughs> really did. I'm going to go wish sit I, in the wish corner I could now. take that back. <laughs> go sit in the corner. Um, okay, Dustin, you've uh, now got one final chance to try and persuade me uh, to where Film Freak should go on the wall. Well, the thing is, the fact that the character was brought back to life once means that at one point in time he was forgotten. Um, it has been a good five years since Film Freak has appeared inside of any comic book whatsoever. Even during the latest Blackest Night uh, series where tons of characters who were killed in the past have been brought back from the dead, his name, despite the fact that Magpie and King Cobra, among others, were mentioned only in namesake, the fact that Burt Weston wasn't announced means that, literally, he's not only forgotten, he's completely gone because it's not even he doesn't even get a name mention as far as a character who's been killed within the Batman universe. And with that, I've got to say, he can do nothing but be a minion. In Nightfall, he was a minion of the Mad Hatter. Ultimately, in my opinion, he was a minion of Angleman in the whole Catwoman run that he had. So, I mean, he's nothing to me but a henchman who works for somebody who's more prominent. Now, <clears throat> does that mean that the characters that he's working for are higher, high, are ranked higher than he is? Yes, I think it is. The fact that he is basically hired help for a lot of possibly B-list to forgotten villains means he's nothing but gone. Okay, thank you, gentlemen. I'll just go to my private chambers to consult my thoughts. Right, well, I think, uh, firstly, as a character, I think that Film Freak does have an interesting element as a villain, as has been pointed out. He obviously deals with movie references with his his uh, criminal undertakings, but um, and I think that's an element that would interest quite a lot of readers, um, a lot of movie fans out there, obviously, and I think they might appreciate that sort of character. Um, it was mentioned that he doesn't have many appearances in the comics. Um, I don't think that's a vital aspect to where a villain should be on our wall. I think... Um, you know, if you have a big impact in those small amount of issues, then I still think you can do quite well in these halls of justice. But um, I think, and, and in those few issues, he did, as Zach pointed out, manage to confuse Batman and learn Catwoman's identity. And that's quite impressive for a villain, um, really. He's only had a small amount of time to, to do something. But... Um, I think Dustin made a good point when he said he was just a minion or henchman. Um, and I think that that is, unfortunately, his defining defining characteristic. I think a lot more could have been done with Film Freak, but I don't think it was 
ever done. I think more could have been done, but it never really happened. And so, unfortunately, I don't think Film Freak's going to do too well on this wall, and I'm going to place him in the gone category. Well, now we're moving on to our next villain, and uh, the one we'll be looking at next is the Rat Catcher. Come on. Come on. You've been living underground all this time? But why? I told you. They tease me. They call me Rat Boy. I didn't like it. Sometimes friends can be cruel. I found new friends. They don't make fun of me. Uh, now, Dustin, uh, you'll be going first this time. And where do you think the Rat Catcher deserves to be on the villain wall? Now, contrary to my last uh, argument, I will be putting the Rat Catcher inside of the Forgotten category. Okay, please uh, go ahead. All right, so the Rat Catcher was at one time an actual Rat Catcher in Gotham City. His name is Otis Flanagan, and he sank into a life of crime basically due to the fact that being a Rat Catcher isn't a very promising job, and he doesn't make a lot of money out of it. Um, he's been a regular at Blackgate Penitentiary numerous times, and he has called himself the Rat Catcher because he has a special trait. Um, he has the ability to communicate with and train rats. Now, you may think to yourself, wow, this sounds very familiar to those uh, movie fans out there. You may remember a movie back in the late 90s called Willard with Crispin Glover, and basically the character was exactly the same thing. But this character, the Rat Catcher, Otis Flanagan, was actually created back in 1988 by Alan Grant, John Wagner, and Norm Brayfogle. Um, the fact that a character... Well, you also have to look back at... The Rat Catcher is also based off of the Pied Piper um, from way, way back in the day where the Pied Piper was able to communicate and train rats as well. Um, so this is a character who has been taken from literature history and made into a comic book character. I find that interesting to start with. So the next thing I've got is the fact that Flanagan... The Flanagan, again, hasn't had a ton of appearances inside the comics. And he is, in fact, been killed just like Film Freak was. Um, but what makes Flanagan different is because Flanagan actually had a decent amount of appearances in a number of different stories. It wasn't just one story in one series. He's appeared in Robin as a villain for Robin. He's appeared in Detective Comics in a story arc, Shadow of the Bat in a story arc. He appeared in the one-shot Batman Blackgate, uh, where he obviously is imprisoned inside of Blackgate Penitentiary. He was an infant crisis, and that's actually where he was killed. And surprisingly enough, he also appeared in Adventures of Superman. Now, this is where I get to my main point. The fact that a, a, a character or a villain within the Batman universe can branch off into another type of book that's a DC comic book that's outside of the Batman universe proper means that that character is, has a little bit more staying power. Now, the fact that the character has been killed is an easy argument for, well, that character is gone. But it's not true because... In Blackest Night, as I mentioned during Film Freak, or my Film Freak argument, during the Blackest Night Batman miniseries, 
there was a number of different villains that were mentioned. Magpie was one, King Cobra was another, Otis Flanagan, Ratcatcher was named another one. Now, why was this? Clearly, he's not, uh, he's not gone, because despite the fact that he died a number of years ago, he still has appeared post-mortem inside of the comics. And that is why I'm placing Ratcatcher in the forgotten category. Okay, Zach, I think you've got a pretty tough one here, but uh, take it away. Let's see what you can do. <laughs> I will be arguing that Ratcatcher is gone. I say he's gone because, yes, he has made a decent amount of appearances in very important key story arcs over the years, but I don't really feel like he was ever really here. What I mean is, is to bring up the Blackest Night point where he, where he is mentioned Yes, he that is an appearance within the last the last two years. However, basically, for the most part, every DC hero villain that died at some point made an appearance in Blackest Night. So I don't really feel like that validates the fact that he he is forgotten because obviously he is not forgotten. However, in Infinite Crisis, he is killed by an OMAC within the first issues, and even though appearing in Blackest Night, it's it's not like he's back. Uh, also, the the character of Otis Flanagan, to me, is a complete contradiction. He starts out as a Gotham rat catcher, somewhat of an exterminator. But but then he, he figures out that he can control rats, and suddenly he begins to overvalue the lives of rats compared to the lives of humans. How does that happen? Also, the the rat catcher, whenever he's really been captured, has spent the majority of his time in black... Gate prison because he's not really he's not a threatening villain or he's not even really considered insane enough and a villain who speaks to rats I don't feel like that's an idea that holds up with very many readers at all the the character's consistent MO throughout has been plaguing Gotham City with rats to meet his agenda so therefore I, I do not understand how the rat catcher could not be of gone status Okay, Dustin, one chance to retort for you. My esteemed colleague mentioned that Ratcatcher was killed in the, one of the very first issues of Infinite Crisis by an OMAC. Now, the whole point of Infinite Crisis was that these OMACs were killing things and they needed to leave an impact. Now, Ratcatcher was killed to leave some sort of impact. Not, obviously, a major impact as if the Joker was going to be killed, but then again, we're not putting Ratcatcher in the classic category. We're putting him in the forgotten category. The fact that Ratcatcher was killed sent a message in some shape or form. That's the whole point. Besides that, the fact that Ratcatcher also has had media appearances means that some people have actually decided that he's worth using. There was a character that was based off of Ratcatcher inside of Batman Beyond that had a pretty decent... It was basically a character that was just in anything but name the Ratcatcher. He was able to communicate with rats. He was able to do everything that Ratcatcher could. He just had a different name because obviously it took place within the Batman Beyond universe. Besides that, Ratcatcher also appears in the video game Batman Dark Tomorrow and Batman Arkham Asylum. Uh, Batman Arkham Asylum, he doesn't appear in form, but they did have the added, you know, secret trophies, and one of them was the Ratcatcher. Did we see ones for lesser-known villains? No. 
this might be because the Ratcatcher is somebody who actually is nothing but forgotten. Okay, Zach, uh, one last chance to try and convince me uh, of the Ratcatcher's status. Okay, in regards to his appearances in Batman Beyond, yes, there is a character who is based off the rat catcher, with the term based being important there. It is not the rat catcher. So, therefore, it, it's not that there are two different characters. While they may have the same NO, it's not the same person. Batman Dark Tomorrow. Um, I think we can all agree that Batman Dark Bar- Dark Tomorrow is something that we would like to forget. Uh, and Ratcatcher's appearance in that game is not anything to boast about. Now, the guy's main power is that he controls rats. And rat, he's totally use, useless in combat against Batman. And his, his rats are totally useless as well, considering Batman's suit protects him from bites. And because we are all intellects here, and yes, this is fiction, but Contrary to popular belief, very few rats actually carry disease. Uh, only one in ten rats, when they bite someone, it actually transfers to to a disease. So what does that mean? Does that mean that the Orkin Man could fight off the rat catcher? I mean, he, compared to other villains, he's he's really ineffective. And while he's made other appearances, his his appearances are not they're not significant. They don't. He's not. He's not posing at a threat at all. Batman is never really that concerned with the Rat Catcher's presence because he just he's he likes rats. So while this character this character just he's not strong enough for me to place him in the forgotten category because I think even forgotten may mean that we we forget about them. I also think it has to say that that character has some sort of uh, strength towards them, and I don't think the Ratcatcher is a strong enough character to place in the Forgotten category, and that's why I must place him in the Gone category. Okay, thank you, gentlemen. I'll now go and uh, consider the evidence. Well, after careful deliberation, and uh, I think this one's a pretty tough one. Um, I'm uh, Ratcatcher. I think's a bit of a tricky character to place on this wall. Um, I think Dustin was right in the fact that this is a character who's had sort of classical, or many classical interpretations, and this is a comic incarnation of the Pied Piper or something like that. Um, so I think it's a character that's been in you know it's been in the history books for a long time. Um, I thought Zach had a very good point about this guy talks to rats. Uh, it's not a great trait for a character. And as a, as a nemesis against Batman, what can he really do? There's no impact that he can impose on people. Where's the threat? And you start to wonder, did they kill this character off because there was just simply nothing more they could do with him? Um, and that's what I'm beginning to think. So... It's a really tricky one, but I think I'm going to put Ratcatcher in the gone category. I do not think Ratcatcher will be returning at all. Well, thank you for joining us once again for the Batman Universe Villain Wall. We hope you've uh, enjoyed it. 
next time, the villains that we're going to be looking at are Amygdala and Hush. If you'd like to write into us at the Batman Universe, you can always send an email to podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net or head on the forums and let us know what you thought of this episode. Or if you've got uh, some suggestions for a villain we could discuss, or maybe you'd even like to come on here and uh, defend a villain that's a personal favourite of yours. So that's everything at the Batman Universe Villain Wall this time. I hope the uh, lawyers have enjoyed themselves once again. Um, Ooh, this is definitely Honourable Judge. Absolutely. Excellent. And uh, Zach, you think you've gained some extra experience from this, uh, I, this I trial? I think so. I, I think so. I think the trainee status could possibly be lifted here pretty soon. At least I hope. Possibly. I'll, I'll consider it. I'll consider it. Um, so uh, this has been Nick. This is Dustin. And this is Zach. And you've been listening to the Batman Universe Villain Wall. See you next time. See you later. Take care, everyone. going to be a nightmare what this argument <laughs> they are both so terrible that which one is more terrible oh it's well it's the rat catcher i just caught a big break though so okay so real quick what are you arguing again since this is your uh, villain wall debut would you like to go first or second well yes i would honorable judge there was a like question. <laughs> Good start there. Good start. You really threw me off the train. I look. You're really downplaying me here. It's well, <laughs> hey. Then when you when you you lose, you got an excuse. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. You know what? I listened to I listened to Battle Without Honor and Humanity before I got in here. I'm charged. I'm ready to take you down. Your ass is grass, and I'm the lawnmower. So watch out. All right. At all significant. Yes, he's killed in Nightfall. Well, he, he played a minor role in Nightfall, but that was stupid. Why would I even say that? That's not supporting my... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> don't, don't panic, train me. Okay. Uh, the just character- compose yourself. I am, I am, I am. I need, I need to go Joe Pesci here. Uh... It's it's not like his eleven appearances have not had any sort have not been the character has was given to say that his he's grasping at things that aren't there when he's saying that when you're saying that he references other films that he he's using what he knows to to further his crime career and I think that what what when we have seen him his crimes he's used them. What the fuck am I trying to say? Making any sense? The, oh boy, I'll never be on this show again. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yes, Zach, you you won you won a case. Well, that that's big considering my first one was a disaster. <laughs> I gotta right. um, 
could you please be very liberal with your editing during my segment about 